You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always are my good friends. Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. What is going on? I will tell you that if you're watching us on YouTube, you will see that uh, I am not in my normal location. No, you're in your super uh, secret bunker. Hidden in the hills yeah, the super secret of bunker. the Rocky Mountains, I think is where it's somewhere. <laughs> I am. Some undisclosed I'm location. I'm in Denver. That is correct. I'm in Denver, and uh, and I'm actually visiting some friends here. But before we get started, let's give a shout-out to our sponsors, A-Power Batteries. Uh, they are uh, amazing batteries. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you haven't used them, uh, jump onto rcbatteriesusa.com. Type in PFPC10. That'll get you a discount for the Park Fire podcast. Once again, A-Power Batteries, rcbatteriesusa.com. We love them here, and uh, I suggest you give them a try and uh, see how they perform. And then let us know. Also, 3DAeroVentures.com. You can type in Park Flyer and get 15% off of your downloadable new airplanes. We're pretty excited about that. Oh, Ventures. Ventures. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I just like so, that harmony there. 3D. Uh, 3D AeroVentures.com, Park Flyer, and get 15% off. So we appreciate both of those uh, companies helping us out, and uh, we support their products as well. So uh, now back to Denver. We uh, got tired of the heat. We decided to um, take a visit and uh, – and and go out to uh, a couple of I have a couple of friends that live in Denver, and so we came out here and uh, wound up in uh, a little stay in Estes Park, and then uh, I cruised down to Boulder, where my friend Scott Berryman, uh, who I've known for a long time and is also a um, RC flyer guy, decided to take me out to the park. Oh, so that very was nice. uh, very interesting. Yeah. Now, have either one of you guys done any high altitude uh, type flying? High density altitude type flying. Yeah, that's true. That's right. You I've went up to New that. Mexico, uh, so you had I, I you had a taste of it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Huh, that's, that's true. Right. So to bring you guys up to speed, taking off's not easy. Uh, I brought my little blue EDF. It's not little. And <laughs> it's, it's eighty the, millimeters. Okay, so it's a motion. It's my motion <laughs> RC L thirty nine. There you go. It isn't little. I know, right? And uh, if you remember from a couple of podcasts ago, we uh, talked about Jay and his visit. We wound up uh, actually swapping the motor on the L39 to the new HET motor. And uh, we did that mm, when Jay was up here last time, I think. We right. kind of dropped it in there. Well, this is the first time. I've never, I, I hadn't been able to fly it since then. And, um, you know, we jumped in, uh, you know, the motorhome we came out here and so we're kind of hanging out and uh i i brought it i brought my batteries my charger and this and this l39 thinking you know that it's a good airplane to have and i fly it all the time anyway and and so uh you know i decided to uh to take it up to scott's and so we wound up you know charging some batteries and then he's like oh hey let's cruise over to uh the park and go fly so we did we uh, we jumped in the car, um, grabbed a bunch of batteries. We took his radi- Radian. Is that what it is? Yeah, Radian. Yeah, Radian. Okay. So we did, I think he's got a Radian and a Radian Pro. We grabbed the Radian, and then um, we grabbed um, another little park flyer, and then we we grabbed the L39, and we went to this park. And let me tell you, I, if you haven't been up in the Rockies, uh, you know, with with RC stuff, it is amazing. I have never attended um, Wings over Wings over the Rockies or something like that. Uh, it's a jet event down here, but I think I'm going to put it on my calendar because that is really cool. Just the setting, uh, being able to fly next to these mountains, and most of the on the on the western side of the Denver towards the Boulder area. Um, there's uh, it's actually in Golden, Colorado, just north of Golden. But there's a, a park in there, 
and uh, we went up to the park and um, you know there's this huge mountain right in front of us and there's a a big huge open area very similar to the one that I have here in Arizona right um, but there's no houses and no trees <laughs> it's just a big beautiful green grass well well there's awesome. your first hint green grass mm-hmm. that's something you, you know isn't rare i'm not used to that no. yeah no no i'm not used to that at all so uh we have green grass and uh we you know we get out and we assemble the the radian and uh he's like oh well you should fly yours first and i said okay so this huge park and they actually have believe it or not they have a um uh what is that thing you have at your field the uh, flag it's the uh, windsock and they have they have the windsock uh, up there, and he was explaining to me that these guys will you know go up the hill and they'll launch their gliders and then they ridge soar uh, you know up and down the ridge until they're ready to land, and then they just they look at the windsock come in there and land in this beautiful green grass. I thought, wow, this is amazing. Uh, the angels singing. <laughs> so I I know right. So I put my airplane together and dropped the landing gear, got everything all situated. I asked him if there was a, you know, some published type of, uh, you know, pattern that I needed to fly. And he just laughed and said, it's a big park, dude. Just fly how you want to. America. And I go, well, I'll, America, yeah, I'll, I'll fly, fly into like the wind. You want to. <laughs> I'll fly into the wind because that's the prudent <laughs> thing to do, right? Don't Don't launch downwind. And so I'm I'm not really sure what to expect because I have this uh, you know new HET motor and I've never flown it so this is kind of the remaiden of the of this HET motor and so uh, I walked over and I put it down and I walked back to where we were standing and I was like all right here we go and I gave it full throttle I mean instantaneous it moved about mm, four feet and came to a stop mm. and this thing is just screaming. And I'm thinking, okay, something's not right. <laughs> uh, okay, so I shut it down, walked over there, picked the airplane up. I was like, uh, maybe I need to move it to a different location. You know, maybe did it you was shake like, it a little bit, like shake the plane, make sure it was okay. Yeah, I did. I tested all the, you know, I tested everything, but then I, I mean, started you know, like thinking shake myself, it. Like, is there a piece loose? You know, shake it. Yeah, shake, exactly. Shake it. Right, yeah. right. You know, or, or maybe the EDF's backwards or something. You know, you, you just don't know. Uh, so anyway, I thought about all that, and so I I said, well, maybe the grass is too tall. Maybe I should walk over here to this other section that's a little bit shorter grass. And uh, so anyway, I walked over there and I set it at this you know other side of the grass. And then I was and he was kind of laughing at me. He's like, okay, we'll give it another try. And and so I hammered the throttle. It went about thirty five feet and came to a stop. <laughs> so I I realized that first of all. Uh, kind of tonight's episode uh, is going to be talking about high altitude, density altitude uh, with an RC airplane. So I was having to deal with that because it was very hot. It was in the afternoon, late afternoon. Oh, it was, on, it was hot um, on top of that? Oh, man. You almost have the trifecta. Yes, it was. It was hot. And we were already up at, you know, Denver, I think, is at 5,200 feet or something like that. And we were in older which is a little higher Higher, up i can actually see you know denver so we're probably up at six or seven thousand yeah and you know now i'm i'm given this motor i was really kind of expecting this thing to just rocket launch itself off of this and take off and and yet it didn't do it it just kind of barely moved through the grass and the grass was really tall to begin with uh so it was having a hard time getting rolling and i've i've only flown yours off of grass and your grass is Texas grass, so it's real. It's like Arizona. It's really short. Yep. You know, it's mostly dirt. Mostly it's a bouncy dirt. grass. Mostly dirt. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, it's it's a short. You mow it really short, and then you know it's got kind of clumpy grass in it, so it's a little bouncy. This was just a beautiful, like, very well manicured, maintained, but it's that blue. I don't know what they call it, fescue grass, I think, if Ooh. you're whatever. But anyway, you know, it's it's real tall blades. They're real thin, but they're real thick. And that didn't sound right. The, <laughs> the blades are thin, right? The blade Uncle of grass Besca. is not thin. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the Uncle blade Besca. of grass is thin, but they're really close together. So it's almost like a plant, you know. And Anyway, it made it very difficult to get it airborne. So I told him, I was like, well, that's okay. You know, I I really need a runway for this. 
And he goes, oh, well, we have one of those. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, it's right over here. So I picked the airplane up and we walked over. And he brings me to this sidewalk that looks like a big, like, snake. It S-turns, you know. And so I only have, like, you know, probably a couple of feet of straight straight away. <laughs> and then it makes a curve to the left, a curve to the right. It's just this serpentine-looking thing. And, and I started laughing. I was like, Scott, really? You expect me to take off on this? He's like, what? That thing will get up and go. You've got plenty of plenty of runway for this. And I... It just looked really short to me. I just was like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. So what happens? This guy starts walking down the sidewalk, and now he's looking back over his shoulder like I'm going to hammer the throttle and just, you know, peg him in the back. And <laughs> so he stops, and he steps off. the. And we're like, no, no, just keep walking, you know. And he's like, oh, I don't want to get hit. There you, you know? go. Smart, like, no, man. No, no. Smart man. Smart <laughs> man. So I, uh, I felt bad. And then I'm looking at him, and I'm like, well, maybe I should move further back, you know. So we moved back to what I thought was a little bit straighter. A section and uh, so i had a straight run and then it started curving a little bit to the left not a really big curve but enough for me to kind of you know give it a little bit of rudder and it would it would kind of curve around and and then i was headed in into the wind at that point and of course at the end of this was a couple of the only trees on the whole place were right at the end of, of, this. of course they were yeah so anyway i i i just told Scott, I said, you know, this has got disaster written all over it. I just, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, this is a maiden flight. It's just, this isn't going to go well at all. And, and, uh, kind of similar to last week, you know, the, in my head, I don't know why I'm so negative at this point, but I, I just, I just felt last week, you know, last time we talked about the glider launch, I said, this got disaster. So this one here, I think I, I was like, yeah, it's disastrous. Well, I, I hammered. I, I went ahead and put full flaps in because I figured if I was going to go down, I'm going to rip the flaps smart. off of it. <laughs> Take the whole plane <laughs> apart. Know? I mean, let's go for it. Yeah, I just just if I'm going to destroy it, I'm just going to just totally destroy it. Uh, and so I went ahead and uh, and realized at that point because I'd done so much preparatory work and we had moved around that. I now had an audience because on the <laughs> other side of the like I said, the, now you uh, got the trifecta, that's right? That's right. Perfect. So the other side of the park is a is like a kids play area and they had seen me bring this big airplane over there. And so now I've got all these kids that used to be on the jungle gym that are now standing you know applauding that they want and to like see this any airplane. Eight year old, they're thinking, like oh, I hope now, this thing you know, crashes. Like Jay said this <laughs> <laughs> that's right. probably so they didn't say that but i'm sure that's what they're taking <laughs> we want to see something exciting well i uh i hammered at the, the throttle and it got going down the it, it let me tell you it moved a lot better going uh down the sidewalk, sidewalk i'm sure in the grass that yeah, makes the grass sense. was you know the grass was totally worthless but the now that I, now the wheels were rolling and it had some you know get up and go to it and uh and I did actually have to start turning the airplane on the sidewalk. So I, I kind of like moved moved it to the left and followed the sidewalk. And now as soon as it got into the wind, it just jumped right off the ground. And it kind of wallered around a little bit. And I tell you what, I sucked up the gear and the flaps and lowered the nose. And I was probably about six feet above this big, beautiful grass, you know, park. And then it kicked itself into gear. It literally was like somebody turned on the afterburners because it finally got moving and it, it started getting airflow through the, you know, the EDF. So it really picked up. And now this huge park seems very small because <laughs> this thing is just moving and I could not believe it. And now I'm trying to walk while I'm flying this thing back to where we were standing. Uh, and, you know, I only have three minutes and 30 seconds on this. Right. So it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fly it where it's not going to get behind me and I'm not flying over the kids and I'm trying to fly this pattern. And so I just kind of flew this racetrack and I, I wouldn't suggest this to anyone else, but I literally flew a big oval around myself. So while I was walking, I was flying in a circle. <laughs> I didn't fly in front of me. So at some point I'm walking backwards, you know, cause I'm, I'm watching it come around and then you can't see me cause I'm flying with my hands, but, uh, you know, 
it, I finally got back to where we were supposed to be, where all of our stuff was, and now I could actually fly left and right and fly this little pattern. Well, I will tell you that low to the ground, <laughs> this is kind of weird, low to the ground, if I was six feet above the, the, the grass, the airplane performed great. And then I would pull up into this vertical maneuver and I would, you know, start climbing out. And then the airplane just felt like it lost all its juice. Just the energy just kind of fell off. The airplane was really mushy. Uh, I don't think I've ever... Now, I have flown full-scale in very high-density altitude airports. And I know how the full-scale aerobatic airplane reacts. But I think this is my first time actually flying high-altitude with RC. And, And it was very similar. If I pulled on the stick, the airplane just stopped, you know, it, the lift just disappeared and it got really mushy. And wow. I, I told, I told my buddy Scott, I was like, Ooh, Ooh, you know, <laughs> so much for, you know, high speed cornering in this thing. Cause normally if I'm down at, you know, a lower altitude and it's, even if it's hot in Phoenix, I don't think I have quite, you know, 7,500 or 8,500 feet. And, uh, and we actually have a mutual friend, uh, that we fly with on occasion down there, uh, Larry, and he's in Colorado Springs. And so he flies and he always talks about how his airplanes have so, so, so much less performance when he's in Colorado than they are when they're in Arizona. And I didn't, you know, I, I understood what he was talking about. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, well the density altitude is really high there, but I'd never really experienced it until now. So it was very interesting for me. Um, I went around, you know, I did like the way the motor performs, Jay. It is amazing. It is way faster. Nice. Um, it uh, it does push that little airplane. Even in the, it'll be interesting for me to get back down to a lower altitude. You know, when it's cooler in Phoenix and and see how it performs. But I was really surprised at this HET motor. It did really push it uh, hard through the air. So. Uh, and anyway, finish up my story. I uh, came around, dropped the landing gear. I slowed down to what I normally would slow down at. And all that came back in the back of my head was, oh, crime in a year in Denver. Power, 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 power. So, yeah, full flaps, landing gear down, idle thrust, not such a good idea with high altitude. And you know what? I fly real airplanes for a living. And when you come into Denver, I've landed here hundreds of times. Uh, yeah, you just don't you just don't pull the power. You you kind of hold the power in there, keep your speed up, that kind of thing. And and we have um, you know in the past had incidences where people have had tail strikes because the airplane kind of fell out of the sky, kind of thing. So uh, needless to say, the landing was just a greaser. But I I did hammer the throttle to get it moving forward instead of just coming out of the sky like an elevator. Uh, but that grass. Man, it just touched down and just whoosh, came oh, to a stop. It, had arrest, it was, it was really arrester weird. grass, huh? Like a arrester. It hook, did. I had arrester, arrester hook, grass. Arrester, yeah. arrester hook yeah. grass. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. So, so hey, so I got a quick question. So, do you uh-huh. think that you could have been since you know this is a not a scale model, but you know what I mean? It's when you're looking at. Oh, it's an like eighty this, millimeter EDF. Yeah, eighty millimeter. So, do you think that you might have been like right on the cusp of where that thing could operate? you know, altitude wise, because like you said, when you were down six feet, well, let's say that was, you know, let's say it was 6,300 feet or something. And then when Mm -hmm. you were, you were climbing out, all of a sudden you broke 6,500. And then all of a sudden, because of the way the the air density goes, you know, dropped off enough that you were getting, you were just sucking, you were just sucking space. You know what I mean? You're sucking nothing. Yeah. 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 A lot, a lot less air. Yeah. And just, you were right, you you were right at that, you were right at that cusp because you said that you, the plane performed well. Nape of the earth. You climbed up mm-hmm. just, you know, above the tree line. And the next thing you know, you're, you know, what should have been a nice vertical got up there. And went, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely gasping for breath. I, I will give you that. Uh, in the vertical itself, uh, my t- as a matter of fact, I tried to tumble it and it just didn't have the get up and, you know, this whole nor- normally in, in Phoenix, whenever I go vertical, I can tumble it. It'll, it'll, it'll flip about three or four times, you know, going into the vertical. Right. This one here looked a little bit lethargic. It, it started to, but it just kind of fell out. And then my recovery 
was was longer because it, it <laughs> you know when i tr- what i normally do is just you know i tumble and then it's almost an immediate as soon as the nose is pointed at the ground i can start pulling and it you know it just carves right out of it but this one you had to actually get it flying again which took a little bit more of a downline than what i was kind of used to i i i really wouldn't do it low to the ground because you're going to run out of space but I, you know, to answer your question, this it's really something you need to think about. Maybe one of our listeners has a that lives in Denver that you know could bring that to our attention. But I don't know what the operating limitation of this particular EDF is. Right. Well, I'm thinking Maybe also we could ask manufacturer. I'm kind of thinking too, uh, a little bit of now you know because once again we fly with a 5,000 milliamp battery in mm. a six cell. Right. That's true. So, yeah. so here comes a thing. So now. Would it be? Would it be? Even though it'd be even shorter time, but in order to get the performance up, would it be better to drop down to four thousand milliamps, you know, or three thousand milliamps, and go with, uh, and then get a, and then get a, a model that has a maybe a thicker cord, so that you have you know higher wing loading. You know, I, I don't know. You know, that's just one of those things. No, that's very interesting too that you bring all of that up. I, you know, it's going to be that would have to be something that you would have to experiment with and actually see. I think going, you know, from a performance standpoint, if you had a the battery itself, you know, the 3,000, 4,000, and 5,000 cell batteries, there's, I, I guess the, the performance is going to be the same. Your time is going to be different, right? Right. And so your weight's going to be a little bit different too. So you may get a better speed run or performance or takeoff, a shorter takeoff if you had uh, a 30... 500 milliamp six cell versus a 5,000 milliamp six cell. Um, because obviously in the real airplanes, when I fly, you know, out of Denver professionally, the lighter you are, the better, better performance right, you're going right. to get out of it. Um, but, but your time is going to be shorter of, too. Of so I don't know if there's probably a trade off in there. Maybe, maybe a 4,000 milliamp would be better, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking that it, this is something you'd really have to think about, you know, if you were living there, mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to fly, yeah, you're going to fly for a little bit of time, but that at least it brings your performance back up to a, you know, where you're not flying. Because it sounds like you were flying right on the edge, right on that margin. You know what I mean? Yeah, it did, it did feel that way. But once again, you know, looking at it, um, I wasn't a park. I wasn't unfamiliar. We were at a little bit higher altitude than what I would normally have been at. Right. Well, I mean, even if I would have gone back down into Denver, I think well, it was probably. Let me ask you this: you know, So, if you were flying, lower. if you were flying mine right back there, you could see it on the rack, mm-hmm. and we yeah. were flying with that that uh, the bigger, fatter batteries that I have, and they're fifty-two or fifty-five hundred. Fifty-five, yeah, the fifty-five hundred. And you know what? And you you already know what a difference that makes here. So, yeah. could you imagine that in that airplane up there and what you were flying in? Just how much? Even though it doesn't sound like much look how much, you know, that, that would make a, a difference in flying. So, so yeah, I think it would make a difference in the fact that a, it's going to, I can tell you that yours weighs a lot with those bigger 5,500 milliamp batteries, the performance, you don't, you don't get more, you know, thrust out of it because you have 500 more milliamps out of it. You just, no, 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 I, no, I realize that it's, it's more of, you get to fly just a little bit longer. Um, right, right. But, like but I, said, I would say, I would say basically that you know, if you had those bigger batteries, getting a good run to get off the ground may be a little bit, a little bit harder. And then when you did get it airborne, maybe that weight would carry you downhill, so you could keep that energy up. But I don't think you could get as vertical. Well, it sounds like what you need I, is... I think the, the trade-off between thrust and weight, I think the weight's going to counteract. Yeah, You're not gonna I, have I, I think thrust. in order to cure this problem, it sounds like everything needs to be JATO-assisted. That, that's an easy fix for it. <laughs> that's true. Scra- Actually, Mike did that on your... Uh, what did you do that on, the JATO-assist? It was on the uh, Messerschmitt that he had. The uh... Uh, Was it the Messerschmitt? Yeah, yeah. It had, a, it had a rocket engine in it. Yeah, it did. But that was part of its design, though. I mean, it was originally yeah. designed that way. I didn't modify it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You didn't modify it. Those but. Germans were smart. Man. It was pretty cool. Though. It, it was I mean, pretty it didn't cool. Really get, it didn't really give it any like a, this big juice, you know, like a big punch of power. Uh, anything, it did actually. It did. It did. Yeah, it, 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 it depends I, how I fast remember. you were flying it in the first place, right? I mean, if you're zipping down the runway and then you hit the thing, it's like that. That's no big deal. But when I just flew it like 
at flying speed, like as slow as I could, and then hit the juice, right. it would take off. It really would. It would give it some. It, no it would push on it. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be fun. It would have been fun to use it on the takeoffs, except for the takeoffs were so janky in the first place because of the small wheelbase. Oh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why would I want to do that? Crash quicker. In fact, I remember. I remember like those were like ninety degree takeoffs. Like that walkway you had would have been perfect for me, right? Because the way that thing yes, like turn so sharp at the beginning when you gave it throttle, yeah. it would just go whoop. Because I remember we had to put full, almost full throttle in just to get to go straight. That is hilarious. I mean, full, full, full rudder. Yeah, on it. that is pretty yeah. funny. Right. Well, I will tell you that, um, you know, Scott and I did some other stuff. Uh, it was really kind of cool. It's not podcast related, but uh, we went and drove uh, through the canyons in one of uh, in a race car, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then we came back and uh, we were all at the house and, and it, it took us longer to um, actually we it didn't take us longer. We took longer driving because it was so much fun. Uh, we were supposed to go to the, the flying field and it, you know, I looked at the clock and it was already looking into the afternoon and I had to get back. You know, I borrowed a friend's car and so I had to get back to get the car back. And so I told him, I was like, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe the flying that we did at the park was good enough. Well, and of course he looks at me and he says, uh, what are you talking about? You got a runway right here. And I'm, I'm standing in the driveway looking down this. I like the know, way that man thinks. Yeah. I mean, he said, you know, hey, let's let's do it. Well, right across from his friend's house where the guy that, you know, went driving with us, um, there's an empty lot, but there's a house, these two big houses on either side of it. And I was like, well, I guess I could fly this thing in that little, that little space right there. And he's like, sure you can, you know, <laughs> so, oh, my. Yeah, he's an enabler. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once again, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is just disastrous. Cause what are you, had, Mike like, Yeller? Mike, you Yeller? Yeah. I don't think you're going to fly. You're Yeller. Well, the funny part too is that the uh, the guy lends the the guy that we were uh, at his house. Uh, his name is Sean. So we were at Sean's house, and Sean actually lives at the very end of the street, and just on the other side of his house are the high wires that go left and right. So, you know, they're what is that perpendicular to? They're not parallel. They're perpendicular to his house. So if I did a like a box pattern in front of his house, he was he was there going, "Hey man, you should fly through those high wires." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no, uh, so they're they're all giving I'm me. Sure you know, I'll make like, it. I'm sure I'll make it spring. Exactly. Pull my beer. So they're they're all fact, very didn't, uh, Mike. Did you catch some high wires in uh, when we were in Alaska flying my Messerschmitt? I did. We're, yes, as we're on the fact, base. Yeah. Yep. He was like, oh, I was. This is cool. I got this. Swoop. All of a sudden, that thing was spinning like the top. <laughs> the thing was, is that I didn't know that I didn't even see those wires. I mean, I didn't know exactly. I was that far out, but the, yeah. these are the big ones, you know, like the no, like I understand. Julian gigawatts when you see going down the, you know, way out away from the highway, <laughs> Jiggle. Jiggle you can hear them, you know, gigawatt wires, you know, Jiggle the plane looks like uh, like one of those bugs yes. caught in one of the zappers. Bzzz, zap. You know, you got you That's got the exactly sixteen right. gauge, the fourteen gauge, you got the gigawatt gauge. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so this is the gigawatt gauge. Well, to make a long story short, I uh, there was some landscapers that were that were had a trailer, and they they finally got done with what they were doing, and and so they did a U turn on the in the middle of the street and started going down the street. But I think they really wanted to see me fly, so they went down the street and then stopped, and uh, and so I I went ahead and punched it and I took off longer takeoff run uh, than what I was used to. Now I didn't put full flaps in on this one because I had plenty of street. Uh, and there wasn't really a whole lot of traffic because the street kind of, you know, was just in and out. So uh, I told him, I was like, well, just watch for traffic and I'll take off. So I took off, sucked the gear and flaps up. And we were in uh, a little further down from Boulder in a place called Arvada. Ar Arvada? Arvada? Arvada. Anyway, it's uh, just north. Of, it was kind of north of Golden. But anyway, we were in that little area. And uh, so we were a little bit lower than what we were flying yesterday. And this thing really was screaming now. And I was able to do some half Cubans that looked really good. I tumbled it, but it still wasn't what I was used to, you know, like in Arizona. And, uh, but I, I flew three times. So I think I went through three batteries uh, on the street. Now coming into land was a little uh, tricky, um, you know, cause I had to kind of thread, my way between the wires and the cars and not, <laughs> not hit everybody. Uh, and then once I touched down, it was a really long roll because I had to keep my speed up 
you know, otherwise the airplane just wanted to, right. it looks like an elevator. It just wants to start coming right out of the sky and you have to kind of keep it moving forward. Um, but it did perform much better than it did in the park. Um, but it's still incredibly you could have fast. Done awesome flat spins. And I got a little more confident. You could have done awesome flat spins. You know, um, uh, yeah, if I hadn't have been in a neighborhood, I may have tried that, but, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't want to have to crawl up. Jay, on I could have been there like, houses, you could do a flat you know, spin. It's fine. Yeah. You can yeah, do it in this sure, space. Sure. It's no problem. He's scared. Well, he can't do it. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. Said. We had to play good cup, bad cup. It's Jay would have said, he's not going to do it, Mike. Come on. <laughs> well, so so I flew in this neighborhood, you know, which I don't recommend people do this. But anyway, I flew, you know, up and down the street and around these dudes, you know, kind of backyards, only to find out after I went through all my batteries and put the airplane up that right behind Sean's house is a big empty lot. <laughs> we could have just walked around the corner and blown it. I'm like, dude, why didn't you say something? There was a, he's like, oh, it was cool. You know, I liked it. You know, I didn't have to walk all the way back there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh man. So, hey, so you, it, it was a good time. So you said Scott had a glider. So did you guys fly his glider at all? Or so so he did. Yeah. Another funny story about that. And uh, you know, he's a podcast listener, and and uh, I love him to death. And I, I don't want to throw him under. The I was going to say, he, I you are going to all right, go ahead. Throw him up. under the bus. <laughs> Here it comes, Scott. He's a good enough friend. He'll beep, yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's a good enough friend. He'll forgive me, I think. But uh, no, to be honest with you, he uh, he has two two radians. He's got um, um, I, th- I thought he had the pro, but I think he's just got two radians. And so uh, he he grabbed his radian and then he scooped up the wings and we all went out to this park. And so when we're putting it together, he looks at the one wing and he shoves it through and then he picks the other wing up and he goes, wait a second. It already had a. So, like, each wing had a uh, spar? spar in it. Okay, well, that doesn't sound so bad. So he's he's kind of like, what the? And then he realized why is because the other radian he had wrecked it, and it and it broke the wing, and so he left the spar in to the broken wing, and he picked up the broken wing and the regular wing instead of the good wing, you know, that didn't have a spar. So he was like, oh man, this wing is broke, and I was like, oh. Well, that kind of stinks. Well, we had um, this girl named Lisa. She was with us. And so she goes, oh, I got some duct tape in the car. I was like, perfect. And so she runs to the car and we did some this, you know, little repair with duct tape and uh, duct tape the wing. And the wind was really howling up there, uh, which it does because <laughs> it comes up the side of the mountain. And he looked at me and he's, his first thing he said was, okay, well, don't rip the wings off this thing because the wind is howling. And if you start yanking and banking on this thing, it's going to just break. I, I'm hearing another down. trifecta. <laughs> and I, I told him, I was like, nah, I said that, uh, I said, that's, uh, that's duct tape. I've done this time. Including this time, this is the second time. <laughs> so I know, right? No, I didn't say that. But uh, I told him, I said, well, you're going to fly it, though. I'll launch it for you. So he, he was you know, griping at me because it's like, oh, so this, if, if I break it, you know, now it's my fault kind of thing. And we were giggling about it and having a good time. Uh, but we did fly it and uh, it flew really great. He actually uh, caught a thermal and uh, we got it upstairs and uh, it was, it was fun. He handed it and he flew it for probably about 10 minutes. And, and then uh, I tried to ridge run it, but I couldn't really catch anything. Now he's more familiar with the glider stuff than I am. And, uh, you know, he got into these really tight thermals and he would follow them. Uh, so he was able to kind of really get up there. And then, um, so we flew a couple of times at the park. And then when we were at the house, um, he actually broke it out. And uh, we were going to buddy box one of the other guys that was with us, but we never got to. And uh, so Scott and I uh, charged a couple of batteries and, and tossed it in the air. And he actually caught one right over the neighbor's house. So the neighbor's house had uh, is actually the guy across the street, but he had a roof that had like black tiles on it, mm-hmm. and we launched in the empty, um, you know, the little empty lot that was between uh, the two oh, houses. Oh, now we you go to the lot. Huh. See how that goes. Well, yeah, I was flying over that too, but he he launches over that, and then he caught one over the the roof of the of the guy across the street. So because of those black tiles, it was actually producing uh, some heat, you know, some vertical heat. And he got in this real tight spin and just was like, it was like a little elevator going up. And he's like, hey, 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 come here, come here, come here. He's like, here, see if you can stay in it. And so I tried. Um, It's kind of weird because he was really tight, like a spiral, like a real tight spiral. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and it was just it was like climbing, 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 and then I don't think I continued to move with the thermal. I think I got out of yeah. it. Yeah, because if and there's any so, wind, it's going with the wind, right? So. Yeah, and there was a little bit of a wind. So anyway, I popped out of it, and then you could immediately the nose drops, and you know the airplane's kind of doing this little pitchy thing, and I'm trying to get it back under control because uh, it was you know it was in this tight spiral and and it was climbing and now it's not so it wants to try and you know get its airflow again and so anyway he's like oh I'll see if you can find another one so i flew around and i tried to catch one or two and i got it into the spiral but then I, my spirals were too wide his were real tight mine was a little bit bigger and i just kept going in it and then popping right out of it but you could see the nose would jump up and he'd be like oh right there you know you can see the burble and i'm like oh man I need to get, you know, a little more familiar. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole other skill set, man. That's, that's what I love about it really our, RC flying. Yeah. Whether, like I said, whether we're flying off floats or skis or, right, you know, right. or doing glider flying, whether, you know, and flying, like you said, flying a glider, finding thermals is one thing, but flying along a ridge, right? Where we flew uh, up in Alaska, Mike. Well, you, you, we took you up there too, didn't we, Mike? Yeah. yeah, yeah actually, right. we, uh, we flew on that ridge yeah. um, out over the bay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you just chunk it out there and fly around and then just come zooming back and forth. That was easy. I mean, because you're ridge flying. Yeah. And you and I ridge flew in uh, in New Mexico, too. That's right. That's right. We did. Yeah. But but once again, on the, there, on there, the is, there is a little bit to it because if the wind's too strong, you know, you got to deal with that. If it's really light that day, it, you know, it alters how you fly. So, and then, you know, once yeah, again, sure. how, how high is it pushing you up? Sometimes, you, you know, I mean, you can fly 50 to 100 feet above the ridge, no problem. Uh, like we did mm-hmm. on the day that you came. Uh, other days you get out there, you know, not so much. The part that really amazes me about when you're flying ridge flying and stuff is that the next thing you know, if you fly just a little 20 feet behind that ridge, all of a sudden everything's gone. <laughs> you know, when the plane's falling out of the sky, and you're like, what, you know, what's going on? Yeah, that's true. So yeah. that's one of those things I we, think is fine. We, we flew that 20, 20 mile hour wind day at, uh, out of Kincaid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we had we had trouble keeping control of the of the wind. We were flying our tough wings. We had trouble keeping control of them just because the wind was just it was just howling. But there was plenty of was, lift yeah, for us to have. But it was tough to keep them oh, in, yeah, in play. Yeah. Huh? Nope. Well, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I I really need to go out with some guys that actually have experience. You know, soaring in in big. Yeah, Jay, we're just a couple of muffins. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, there was the time that I was up in Alaska where um, your buddy had that fox or something, and we specked out that thing. Um, yeah. But it was that—that that was because we were under a big cumulonimbus cloud, and that—that that was producing all kinds of lift already. That thing sucked so. it right up, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. It sucked it up a couple thousand feet, I think. I, our four hundred foot ceiling got blown out. You know, right away. We're in Alaska. We don't have any like, 400 foot. I was like, do you see wow. the plane? Yeah, I, occasionally I see it. Right. <laughs> I see. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Those days kind of scare me. Are you going me. down or up? I think I'm going down, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I, those <laughs> we'll days I kind of hate because, you know, you blink. You know, you're staring at it for so oh, yeah, long, and then you gone. blink or you do whatever, or you move your cock your head, and then you look back, and you're like, oh, crap, I don't see it. <laughs> it's just don't panic. Make a turn, do exactly. something. Oh, I see a flash. There it is. My goodness. <laughs> I won't say anything yeah. so these guys still think I'm in control. But, you know, uh, you know. I, I think my, my neck started hurting from looking at that thing so long. It was like 45 minutes that thing yeah. was up there. It was crazy. I, I, I want to say for me and AK Mike, one of the best days that we had glider glider uh, sailing up there was we were we were up in the mountains, weren't we? Where the heck were we? We were up past your right, house. and we were, Right by the missile silo. That's right. We were flying by the old uh, Atlas site. So uh, we were up there, and it, was, it wasn't even a, like a beautiful glider day. It was overcast. It didn't look like you could catch lift, but for some reason, where we were, it was like lift city. And we got into some massive, massive thermals, and we specced our gliders. And then, and then we, were like getting wow. so, we were getting so scared because they were so high. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, you can't see. Them you're anymore. like, okay, I, I'm done climbing. I, I mean, it's getting to be where I can't tell what it's doing. Like Mike was saying, like, is it is it falling? Yeah. Is it going left? Is it going? I, it, I think I was staring at a bird. I don't think I was staring at the plane. You know, <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> or I was staring with the cloud, and they're like, "What are you doing? Your airplane's way over here to the left." And you're like, "Wait, what? Kind of. It's 180 degrees behind you." Exactly. Now, the best part about that day was we happened to bring out a bunch of lawn chairs with us. 
for whatever reason, we had some lawn chairs. Oh, with us, no, that and we nice. were like, like they, they weren't they weren't the zero gravity ones, but they like had this like they were like hammock like. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. so we were just sitting back and you could lay back like you, you weren't sitting up. We were all just laid just back. So our back. next because yeah. we were flying. I, I want to say it was almost an hour or longer that we were up flying. And, but yeah, we were all lounged out, and then we, like I said, we started getting to the big stuff, and it, it started scaring us because we were like, "Oh man, that's re- that's really getting high," <laughs> you know. I, yeah, yeah. I, sure, I think we better sure. start bringing them down because you know, okay, it's not coming down. Oh, you know, that's that was that was our fear because it was they were getting up so high. But that was a beautiful yeah. day. We both had spoilers, so that was helpful, right? I mean, oh yeah, because uh, you know, you just turn the spoilers on. It's like, okay, it's going to come down. There's nothing you can do about that. And it'll just it'll be down here in a minute. Oh yeah, now I can see it. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, the other way. Hey, it was inverted yeah, the whole time. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was well, a great Scott, day. Uh, Scott has a uh, a really nice DLG, and he, I, I think unfortunately we didn't have enough room in the car, but he uh, was going to bring that out, and oh, that would have been interesting cool. to fly too. But it would have been fun. But I, I definitely, you know, I love learning new things about you know the RC world, and and gliding is not one of those you know soaring. I shouldn't say gliding. The correct term is soaring. Uh, But thermal soaring is one of those things that I really haven't experienced. I mean, I can get some thermals in Phoenix and we throw it out there and, yep, it goes up. But it's not like we're chasing them. You know, it's pretty much the whole desert's a thermal because, you know, it's just this big, you know, mile area of of heat just radiating. Well, and there's a a lot. It's, it's, you know, it's just like any other kind of, not an art form, but there's a lot into it about sure. thermals and what you know what what's just the wind blowing and then what's showing that a thermal is being created right across your field what's you know right how right. many thermals are going how big are they you know like you said is that one you have to do a 90 degree turn in order to get because it's so small or you know is the big lift happening under that nimbus cloud like you were talking about so there's a there's a but you know it's good that you have a weather background because that definitely helps but there's yeah, there's sure. definitely some other things sure. that go into it and then you you also have to have your glider set up right, you know, uh, True. because you could be flying right through big old thermals and not know it because you don't have it set up that it, it reacts for you. And some planes react better than other ones, uh, depending on their design. So like this gentle lady over here to my left, uh, I'm mm-hmm. pointing to, you know, that one really gives you notice uh, with the polyhedral wings if you run into any kind of lift, as opposed to our... Um, our uh what's the main what, phoenix 2000s yeah phoenix 2000s whatever, yeah. right yeah. that doesn't react as much as like the uh gentle lady will i mean you really kind of the whole plane rises type of thing and you got to kind of you know get used to flying and then you go i think i just went through some lift where like i said the gentle lady you know whoo, a little puff whoo, of hot air right. and it, it reacts and lets you know that there's something there so yeah, it's, it's well i was cool. saying i was thinking about that you know because you and i were flying the gentle lady down in in Texas, and I, I thought about it, you know, well, the way this ridge was, the way the thermals were working up here, it would have been kind of interesting to have that particular airplane and, you know, have Scott kind of walk me through what, what you're actually looking for. Because he, you know, he does a lot of um, a lot of the, the yeah. gliding around here. It's it's easy to do. And actually, you know what, Larry, uh, he does a lot of stuff down there in, um, in Colorado Springs, too, because they can go up on, you know, the mountains and toss it off and they've got a lot of that ridge lift up there yeah didn't you, but it's say, interesting, did, didn't you say they had a field where they, they had one guy would like drive his car up with a whole bunch of planes and then throw them off the ridge for everybody yeah i thought that's what scott was telling me i don't i don't know he'll have to i'll have to talk to him again about how they launch them but yeah i thought i thought the guy went up there and threw them all off he just, yeah he just throws but, them off and it's like oh i think that's mine oh i better take over <laughs> exactly <laughs> And they glide uh, around. I don't know if they it, walk. I don't know if they walk up to the top or, or how how high they go up off the ridge, or if they just stand up there and, and do it. But there was some homes that were up at the very top of this ridge line, and and Scott in passing just said, you know, oh yeah, they go up there and they launch them off that that ridge line there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, so so how do you think? How do you yeah, think, it was it was a good how do you time. Think Frank I mean, would have done up there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel sorry for that old man if he would have. I don't want to be hit. Quack. Oh, I was hit anyway. Well, it was, uh, you know, I, I had a great time. I did a lot of things uh, with Scott that I hadn't done before. And and he was nice enough to, um, you know, take time with me out of, of his schedule and, and kind of entertain me there. But 
it, it was a beautiful place to fly. I, I've never, you know, like I said, I've traveled with Jay. We've kind of flown, you know, North Carolina and, and, you know, the South and, you know, kind of up North in Texas or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'd, I've never flown in the Rockies, and this was really kind of cool to be able to come out here and, and actually participate. I I do know that he kind of pointed out there's another field uh, down here, Chatfield, I think is what they call it, and that's where they fly their turbines. Uh, they have wings over the Rockies down there. Um, you know, they have a couple of places uh, along this, you know, right along the ridge of the Rockies where they go fly, and I think it'd be kind of cool and and Larry's actually offered, you know, for us to come out and, you know, hey, if you're in Colorado Springs, come on out. So I, I think it's kind of cool. I I definitely like the travel and, you know, kind of take this new experience for me and, uh, and, you know, be able to meet other people. And I didn't get to go to the actual flying field, but we did have fun, uh, which is what the, you know, what RC world is all about is having fun, right? We did have a blast, uh, although we probably broke, you know, 55 rules just to do it, but we did have <laughs> fun with flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Hey, so I, yeah, you probably, probably wouldn't suggest flying in the neighborhood, but. So I got another question for you, Mike. Now that you have sure. tried out, uh, I guess you, I guess we can call it Big Mobile One or Hangar One, uh, which we can call your motor coach from now on. Oh, yeah, so, that's right. Uh, yeah. So now that you've actually transported one of your medium sized planes in that thing. So what kind of improvements mm-hmm. do you think you can do and, and how many planes do you think you can fit in it? Well, uh, I could probably, I mean, what's that? You could just strap a couple on top. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> not willing to do that. Uh, to answer side? your question. No, not that either. To Damn. answer the question, I think I'm going to stick with uh, the. It does have the ability to tow, and I think I'm going to stick with the trailer. Because if you had a trailer, I could bring 30, oh, 40 okay. airplanes out. Uh, but actually, having, I will tell you that the f- the first kind of leg of us coming out here, it rode inside with us, um, and it and it did perfect. And actually, I have a friend of mine uh, named John. He lives in Phoenix too, and he he has something similar to mine and so he he travels with his but he he puts you know them inside with him as well and they travel really well inside because yeah. i was thinking um, more of a you know with your one drawer you have a big old drawer that slides out underneath and i was like that you do um and actually it, a PVC it did rack. travel with me you know like a yeah PVC and, rack it, and you, you could stack maybe i figured two or three high two two high and uh, depending yeah. on what planes you brought two to three planes in that one you know row rack so maybe a total sure. of six planes but 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 jay those are for the dead bodies <laughs> <laughs> the little tray that rolls out uh i do have uh i don't know they call it a basement but there's doors underneath the coach and so um what jay's talking about is it's got a tray that slides out so you don't have to kind of get in there but uh i i will tell you that the l39 did travel under there and it is it, it is in the middle so that doesn't get a lot of you know, bounciness in there, but I, I put my battery case and then I set the airplane on kind of on top of it. And when I got to my next stop, I opened it up to check on it and the battery case had slid around and left the airplane just kind of teetering on the suitcase. So I, I, I did realize that stuff does move around down there and it's not really strapped, but, uh, I was able to travel, you know, with the, the airplane underneath, um, in the little baggage area, uh, and stay relatively safe. But I, I don't know if I would go long distance around with it. We didn't go very far with it underneath like that. Uh, if I was on a really bouncy road, I think it would, you know, come back a little damaged. But uh, if we had a bunch of tough wings, and you know, I'm thinking if you had uh, certainly all my planes, you just throw them in the bottom there, just toss them right in there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure. Um, you know, the fun racer that we have, I think that would travel really well in there. Uh, the fun, the tough wings would travel really well. Uh, even like the Phoenix 2000, you know, would travel. Okay. It, you'd have to remove the wings cause it's not right. big enough, but it, it's not very, t- it's not a very tall space. So even the L 39, um, the wingspan is just wide enough to, for me to kind of slide it into that little opening uh, and then kind of stick it in there. And what I did is I actually cut some of that, you know, that stuff you put in your cabinets to keep your glasses from sliding around. And yeah. Yeah. All that, that grippy stuff. We use it for the batteries, yeah, right? It's shelf. It's, it's that grippy really shelf paper. Correct. It's, it's that really foam grip for the shelf. 
Well, we use it for battery trays instead of the Velcro. If you put that under your battery, then your battery won't slide around. Uh, but that's what I did. I cut a big sheet of that and put it underneath uh, down there so that the airplane wouldn't slide around while we were driving. Ta-da. Yep, that's it right there. There you go, folks. That's what it looks like. That's it. So uh, you can buy it at Walmart or Target or whatever. They come in really big roll. They come in small rolls for like your drawer, your silverware drawer, and then they come in really big rolls of like, you know, two feet or three feet long. And I actually bought one of the big three feet ones and then just cut it and, you know, set. I, I was really, it was really cool. I set my battery box on it and I set the airplane on it and I set, um, something else on there so that they didn't move around while I was driving. But it's been, uh, it's been a good time. Um, and I, I think that, um, I'm, I'm, mo- I'm moseying my way down to your direction. So it, it, should be pretty cool because I brought my L39 and I think if I can make it there in the next, you know, by the end of the month or so, I, we can chase each other around in our L39s, cool. which will be the first time. Cause normally I fly yours when you're down there and you fly mine when you're up here. So, uh, <laughs> That'll be I don't nice. think they've ever been in the same location at the same time. So, so you're but, thinking you uh, might make it down here by the end of the month? Uh, I'm hoping so. Yeah. Well, cool. So, uh, uh, we'll, we'll probably also have uh, another guest with us, uh, Mr. Grasso, oh, our friend from college, may be joining us as well. Oh, well, that, there you go. He comes out. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, he uh, has a couple of, uh, you know, he became a, an instructor, uh, a firearms instructor, and he has a class or two. Uh, uh, he's coming out the 19th, I think. He's coming out to, to come see me. And then uh, he says okay. at the end of the month, he he has another he has another course that he has to teach or do. So Very cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like I said, I, I just got to figure out my work schedule and, you know, make sure that I can get where I need to be. But, uh, and then I definitely need to come down to Dallas and fly with Mike at, you know, some of his fields. That'll be kind of cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll check out that new field. At, uh, was it Samuel Goldwyn or something? Park? Samuel Jackson. I know you, you keep going at Samuel Jackson Park. It's not <laughs> Samuel Jackson Park. something else. Yeah. Well, it is kind of neat, and I and I actually love going to the uh, San Antonio uh, field down there with Jay. I don't know if Mike's been down there, but it is. No, Mike hasn't been down there yet. No. Bill does a great job. He's always been a good host when we move down there. You know, when we come down that way, yeah. and so, I know you. Yeah, we got uh, Bill and Juan, Juan who are down there, so it'd be that'd be a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. We won't tell them about your key cat, but I know they're listeners, yeah. so they already know. Whoops. <laughs> Well, uh, have you been able to do anything? I feel like I dominated this whole uh, podcast, but uh, what it, what have you done or worked on anything? Or uh, just did a little bit of work on um, my feather. Um, that my little. Oh, that's right. You know, we didn't talk about that, yeah. but when we were down here last time, you actually picked up something. He handed it to me. He's like, "Oh, we're going to build this," and uh, I think it's called a. I don't know who makes it. It's called, it's called a feather. Yeah, feather two. Let's hold it up there. Yeah, feather two. Do, do, do. You can't see it. And it's a little DLG. Uber well, there you go. Hold weight. it up a little higher. Okay, there it is. Yep. And see this wing that he is uh, holding up. I, I know if you're on our podcast, you can't see it, but if you're check out our YouTube, you should have a video. But I built that whole wing. Actually, I built that wing too. <laughs> I did do all that. So Jay's like, hey, we're going to build this together. And then he's off somewhere doing something, right? And yeah. and then I'm actually putting it together, and I've got it all lined up. I'm trying to figure out the directions. And he finally comes back, and he's like, "Oh, did you do this right? Oh, yeah, that's the uh, that's actually the uh, the front of it. I sanded it. Yeah, it's got the big long. Can't really see it now, Jay. Yeah, you can't. Jay's having a hard time showing it in the camera. There, there you go. go, right there. Yeah. Anyway, it's uber light. It's really incredible. Uh, I had never heard of this company, by the way. Jay, Jay found it. It's, it's uh, called and Feathered, it Feathered and... Square. Squared. Feathered Squared is the model. Um, there you go. So, and the company, uh, well, I'll probably talk a little bit more about that. I'll, I'll look it up. But it's basically just a guy who makes these uber light gliders. Uh, and he's just mm-hmm. kind of selling them out of his basement. And, you know, I saw it and kind of fell in love with it. And I... And uh, I knew Mike was coming out to see me, and he's never built uh, a balsa plane. Nope. He's, Can't he's, say that I have. He's built balsa kits that are like, you know, ours, 
but he never right. never put it to get put together a you know knock out from, the, from the, the little riblets and from sticks yeah mm. he didn't he no, has, yeah he i didn't have to grow a tree, tree and, and then whittle it all out and yeah, that kind of stuff so he's never done that before so i just figured hey well you know he needs the experience i need a plane built he's here what the heck? <laughs> sounds like a manipulation to me <laughs> what? i don't know but what i'm like giving I'm you this great experience what the heck man yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, well, I will tell you that it's going to throw you under the bus if you crash it. Yeah, beep, well, it's not beep, really ready beep. to fly yet. But, <laughs> yeah, not, you know. not quite. I, I will tell you that he did a good job. I mean, the guy has, uh, you know, the plans, and we laid them out in and, and each one of the ribs. Uh, when I did it the first time, you know, I laid everything out, and I was like, why do we have these extra ribs? Jay's like, I don't know. Did you follow the directions? And I go, well, it's right. It's written right here. It just says rib, 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 you know, and, and they're the same length. You know, I just put them all in one place. Jay's like, well, I'll tell you what, before you start gluing everything, let's, let's go back and check. So we jumped on his website and looked at the video. And then I realized that the very first rib is doubled up. Was That's why I had extras. <laughs> so, so I had to, <laughs> had to glue the two ribs yeah, together there were no extras. and that creates, yeah. So there was four ribs. Uh, you know, anyway, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Now, actually, all the ribs lined up and, and it made sense why the one on the very end was longer uh, than what the piece of paper was. But uh, it, it was kind of cool. And then we actually sheeted. Uh, you only sheet the front side of it. The back half is actually tissue paper. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get that far, but I, I did sheet the, the upper parts, which means I had to cut everything out. And I was kind of like, why didn't he make this one size? You know, you could have made it just all one piece. Then I realized that uh, it comes in a smaller box. So <laughs> in order to fit the box, you had to make it into two so pieces. So here's, here's the, uh, the main glue for putting on the, uh, you know, for Elmer's. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah a little glue right. stick for putting on the tissue paper. On the wing, and it came in the kit. Came, this comes the with the too. kit. Yeah, it came with the he kit. He spared no yeah. expense, but uh, yeah. So I, I've never, I've never seen this, you know, this with this type of tissue paper type thing. I, so I'm kind of intrigued, but it's mm -hmm. uber, uber, uber light. So just don't yeah. get any on your fingers while you're putting the tissue on. Yeah, nah. that's it's true. Be a too. big mess. You know, the other, the other interesting thing too that uh, this little uh, DLG has is the carbon fiber, oh. the carbon toe. So the carbon toe, he gave you little pieces of carbon toe, and they're all kind of, you know, like little stringy. And and then he shows you, yeah, there you go. And then uh, he shows you how to, to glue it into the part and then wrap it around, and then you CA it. And when you CA it, it becomes really hard, and it creates a, an anchor point for the uh, for the handle where that you're going you're gonna to toss it. There's like two or three different places where um, he uses this carbon toe. And, you know, of course, we use carbon toe uh, a couple of, I don't know, last year sometime, one of our episodes where Spencer and I were building the intake for the F-16. Uh, we use carbon toe for that. And it cr and creates this very strong skeleton uh, for, you know, very lightweight stuff. There you go. Just a couple of threads, a little flat piece and little CA, that thing will become hard as a rock. It's amazing. It's really cool. And it creates a lot of strength and, you know, for a really light, uh, lightweight. Now it doesn't, you don't have a very big weight penalty for the amount of strength that, uh, that you have normally, you know, otherwise you'd be like, you know, putting glue in there and it'd just be weighing <laughs> a big chunk of glue weight, you know, 40 pounds. Sounds like <laughs> my buddy Pete again. And, with yeah, the glue gun. in your thirty in in your thir three ounce airplane, you got thirty pounds of of glue. I used the I used the whole bag. I, what's the problem? <laughs> all fifty six. Oh yeah, all fifty sticks in the bag. Oh yeah, he did. Hey, we need a new bag. He did that. He was just like, man, I barely yeah. I barely had enough sticks, and I'm like, barely. <laughs> it should have take taken a half a stick. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. Oh, yeah. Pete's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, what about you, Mike? Were you able to fly at all, or? You did some paramoting stuff. No, right? no, the weather's been really kind of, uh, again, bad. Uh, you know, for me, I, you know, Spencer could probably fly every day here, yeah. but I can't, I just don't fly very well in that, in the wind that's here. And I, what I probably need to start doing, uh, is get up earlier. Yeah. Just go out in the morning. That's my problem. And yeah. take, take morning flights. And because the afternoons are just going to be all windy and crazy. Sure. So morning's the time to go. Wow. 
Well, I mean, that's that's true in Arizona, too, because it's 117 there, by the way. Ooh. I just got one of the guys there just sent it. I was like, hi. Hey, how was uh, Denver? Was it hot? Because it's only 117. And I'm like, oh, it's 78 degrees here and a ni- you know, nice br- breeze. So I actually opened the windows uh, at night, you know, because it's so nice. But, yeah, it, the, it's brutal. 117 degrees. Woof. I'm thinking to myself, ah, I should be a snowbird from here on. Maybe I can find some people here in Denver that I can come up here during the summertime because it is That's nice. I know why Larry yeah. comes up here now. Yeah. It, getting out of that heat is amazing. So, but you do have to deal with uh, – it's rained kind of on and off like every – we've been up here most of the week and – it like rains in the afternoon and then it's real nice. And then in the morning, it's really nice. So just kind of weird that you've got, I'm not used to any of that, right? No, I'm used to, no, being, you're not used not to a rain, cloud in the sky. <laughs> right. No rain, not a cloud in the sky. It's beautiful blue skies all the time. But I, I will tell you that my friend Barry, he's, uh, he's been out a couple of times cause he keeps texting me going, Hey man, are you ever coming back? You know? And I'm like, ah, I've only been gone two weeks, but it's been a good, um, you know, kind of a break from the heat. So. Well, bud, we'll, we'll, you know, we're waiting for your return and or showing up here in Texas so we can continue our, um, you know, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need to. I don't know. I think I've been in uh, Texas more this year than any other year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been down there like three times already. Well, and so we, and we really you. didn't, unfortunately, the last time you were down, we really didn't build any planes that much. We played games and just kind of hung out. Yeah, it was kind of one of those weird weeks, I think, you know, I mean, I, I had to do some work and, and then, uh, you know, I kind of got called out and back and it was just, I think it was more of a relaxing just to kind of get out of the the day-to-day grind, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, we did, we did build a little bit of the feather. Yeah, just a little bit. But what yeah. I'm saying is, and I mean, did, uh, it's been a long time the, since uh, we have not, when we got together, not built planes or, you know, we're on task. That's we, true. We yeah. Were, yeah. I Normally mean, we're building big 80% stuff. of the time we were knee deep playing games or yeah, me yelling at you while, we pl- while you were playing a game more like it but yeah well he was he's very animated when you're playing games so. <laughs> well i well yeah i hate to stereotype myself but uh you know <laughs> black guy at the movies you know what what do you do yeah, don't go exactly. in there <laughs> don't, don't go don't go in there with all the chainsaws now walk backwards <laughs> into that room where it's really dark okay <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly well, our hour is up, that unfortunately. It, is, um, it has been a very fun time here, uh, hanging out with my friend Scott and uh, in Boulder Even though he's and now. Golden and all these other places. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's been uh, kind of an interesting to, to fly with this high-density altitude, although I've done it both professionally and in the aerobatic world. This is my first experience uh, in the RC world, and I can see that it's it's very relatable to what I do professionally. So uh, it just was interesting. Oh, it's you know I, I've I've heard guys fly the turbines out here that say they have to jump up two engine sizes just to have enough to get it to move around, and that's always been kind of a question, you know, like why? But now I understand a little bit better. I do like the HET motor. Uh, the Motion RC uh, has sold it. It's a free wing. Uh, it is their in-runner for um, the, the L39, and it performs very well. At least up here at altitude, it performed well. I'll have to see when I get yeah, down to Texas. Yeah, you'll have to tell us when you, get back, when you get back home. Yeah. Yeah. So should should do well. Uh, we're going to give a shout-out once again to uh, A-Power Batteries, uh, the rcbatteriesusa.com, PFPC10. That'll get you a discount. And uh, 3DAeroVentures.com. If you use the uh, term Park Flyer and you type that in as you're checking out, you get 15% off any of the downloadable plans uh, that he has available on his website. So reach out and help those guys out, and uh, we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, it's been a uh, kind of a quick hour, but uh, it's been fun. I'm sure we have uh, more stuff planned. Uh, we're still kind of under this COVID thing, and I saw that there's some more things that got canceled, unfortunately. But I think we're gonna, I think we'll come out of it stronger in the end. So. But and then uh, let's see, we've had a couple of phone calls uh, this last week too. I think uh, Steve mentioned uh, on our. Uh, our um, Facebook page that uh, 
took his name in vain there. We mentioned him on the podcast, so we'll do that again this week. And I think Jay's going to reach out to him and see if we can uh, get with him. Uh, he's up in New York, so he's a little bit um, further in our in the future than we are. But uh, we'll, we'll reach out to him for uh, see if we can you know, have him on. Still looking for uh, helicopter stuff. I know that uh, one of our listeners said we need to have more helicopter content. So uh, maybe, Jay, when I get down there, we can go fly your, uh, your well, 230. We, I, and... I was hoping that's why I bought Mike a helicopter for his birthday. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because he was supposed to take that, that helicopter division over. I, I gave him a beginner helicopter. Mm-hmm. So he was supposed to give us reports right. on that. So uh. <laughs> He did give us a little report. He kind of videotaped it going around in his living room. But that was about it. So we'll have to hear more about that uh, when you get more comfortable with it, Mike. I broke it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, there you go. You got a <laughs> so, new toy. And so it's much broke. for that division or that uh, segment. <laughs> so, that segment. Sorry, folks. That segment was all about 38 <laughs> seconds. I got this new helicopter. I no, broke I flew it. it for at least an hour. Oh, well, there you go. That's even better. So. Well, I think our hour is up. We're going to go ahead and leave you for this time. But uh, hopefully the next time you hear from us, uh, I'll be hanging out down with Jay again, and we'll uh, have some more shenanigans to talk about. But uh, feel free to reach out and give us a, you know, touch base with us at uh, the parkfirepodcast at gmail.com. Or uh, you can call the number that Mike has, which is? I don't, I don't have it. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it in front of me either, and I don't have it memorized. But, uh, It'll be flashing you, on your screen. That's <laughs> right. You can call this number uh, and uh, and let us know what you're doing. So uh, we always appreciate hearing from our listeners. It's always a good time uh, talking about them and uh, hearing their stories too. If you haven't already, jump on Facebook on our Park Fire Podcast listeners group and join. We are constantly getting new members almost on a daily basis. So it is very exciting uh, to hear and see uh, the progress. So other than that, man, you guys are going to have a good week. Make sure you reach out there and build something or buy something, right? I mean, don't just be, uh, I guess you guys are still in the heat. So maybe I'll go out and fly something. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so uh, I guess from uh, Michael here in uh, Colorado, not Arizona. And Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. We will see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. 